name of the Lord. Hey, grab your Bibles with me. We're going to go to the book of Acts, chapter 27. Praise God. Praise God. you go ahead and be seated tonight. I'm going to read a little bit uh, in Acts chapter 27 and chapter 28. Um, praise God. Oh, let's start chapter 27. Let's start with verse number 7 of chapter 27. Praise God. Verse number 7 says, And when we had sailed slowly many days, and scarce were come over against Snidus, the wind not suffering us, we sailed under Crete over against Salmon, and hardly passing it came unto a place which is called the fair havens. Nigh whereunto was the city of Lacia. And when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous, because the fast was now already past, Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and ship, but also of our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those which were spoken by Paul, more than those things which were spoken by Paul. Because the haven was not commodious to winter, in the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenice and there to winter, which is an haven of Crete. And lieth toward the southwest and northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing thence, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive and running her under certain island, which is called Clouda. We had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into the quicksand, strake sail, and so were driven. And we being exceedingly tossed with a tempest the next day, they lightened the ship. And the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long, 
abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. It's interesting, and we'll read a little bit more as we come to a close in the book of Acts. The book of Acts begins with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, the establishing of the church. And as we come to the end of the book of Acts, hear this story of Paul on a ship sailing somewhere he advised them not to go. He is a captive because he obeyed the word of the Lord. Obeying God got him into a very uh, uh, bad predicament. Here he is sailing with the other prisoners. He is to stand before Caesar. He had admonishes them, I, uh, we're, somebody's going to die if we go on this trip and, and the owner of the ship and the master sailed anyway. And the Bible tells us that they, they had caught a south wind and they thought that they had obtained their purpose. But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Euroclidon. This was a strong east Wind that was known for bringing about storms. It had a specific name. And when you just looking at the, the uh, uh, definition of your it is it is an east wind that brings much uh, chaos. And this is what came upon them in their journey. Everything was going fine, then all of a sudden, this wind that has a name that is known. For what it can do comes upon them, this strong east wind, and they find themselves in a storm. And, and they are many days in the storm, and, and the Bible says they are many days without seeing the sun or without seeing the stars, and after a little while they begin to fail of their hope of being rescued. Uh, 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 they did the best that they could. They lightened the ship, uh, and, and they actually do this three times in this storm. And they come to the point where they begin to give up hope of being rescued, and, and they begin to lose hope for how, how bad the storm is. And Paul, an apostle of God, a man of God, having found himself in a storm after nobody would listen to him and then he is there ultimately because he has preached the gospel and he has obeyed the word of the Lord. 
But the Bible says in verse 23, For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. The angel of the Lord was there with him as he is is doing his best along with everyone else on this ship. Uh, A total of, I believe it's in the text here, 266 men that are on this ship, prisoners. And, And he is there in the midst of it with them and they're doing everything that they can just to survive. And this east wind that came upon the ship came upon them suddenly after they had thought they, the Bible says that they had obtained their purpose. All of a sudden the wind shifted. Everything was going fine and then the wind shifted. Everything was uh, 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 calm and there was no problems and then the wind shifted. Does this sound familiar to anybody? That there has been a shift in the atmosphere. Everything was fine and in our favor. It was all good and things were, were, were there, there was no problems. And then all of a sudden this wind changed everything that we have been going through. But in the midst of it all, just like the Apostle Paul said, there stood by him that night the angel of God. Whose I am and whom I serve. I belong to Jesus and he is the God that I serve. Hear me right now. We're not just in the midst of a storm or a difficult time. But the angels of the Lord are here in the midst of all that the church is going through. As as the church goes through difficulty... And as the church may have storms to, uh, 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 to, to deal with from time to time, God does not allow his church to, in, to go through a storm without the angels of the Lord being right there with them. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, and I, I won't read all of the text, but they begin to come towards Sure, they throw out the anchors for a little while and, and, and pray for the storm to cease or maybe that somebody would see them. But then as they have not eaten for many days, they finally eat something and they throw the rest of the food overboard to try to lighten the ship. They're cold, they're wet, they're weak, they're, they're, they're struggling mentally to make it through this storm. They're just hoping to survive it. And finally the ship crashes on the rocks and they swim to shore. Verse 44 of chapter 27 And the rest, some on boards and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. When they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire 
and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer whom, though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffered not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. Howbeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island whose name was Publius and who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father uh, lay sick of fever and a bloody flux to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. When this was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Much takes place in these verses of Scripture, but uh, a lot of the obvious things that happen, and we've heard this this story happen before, or we've read the story, we're familiar with uh, what happens to Paul as he is on the island there, as they are building a fire, the Bible says that, they, 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 they are building a fire because of the cold and the wet and, 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 and they have survived this shipwreck. And Paul is, is gathering sticks to put on the fire and a viper jumps out, grabs him by the hand and he shakes it off in the fire. But let me tell you something that in all of everything that is going on, everything that is happening The one thing that cold and wet prisoners will always need is a fire. And while while we have struggled from a professional standpoint and looking at the state of our country and the state of the world as everything has shut down and how it has affected jobs and how the economy is not the same and how it affects families and individuals in their income and all of the chaos that it sets in motion from a, a, a shutdown of jobs, the same thing on a greater level happens when the church ceases to exist. If the church shuts down, we have watched the astronomical numbers of lives affected by by jobs being shut down. But if the church were to cease to exist, then then all of the souls that would ultimately be affected would, would, would be told in eternity. Let me tell you that now is not the time for the church to take a back seat and for us to just cool our jets. But let me tell you that right now is the time for the church to be as active as we have ever been when there is chaos in the atmosphere when there is fear and uncertainty the church has got to be as strong as we have ever been 
There's got to be a fire that is built for the cold and the wet prisoners. And Paul, when he is bit by the viper, he was doing it because even though he was tired and he was cold and he was wet and he was still a prisoner, there was something within them that said, you got to get up and you got to find some sticks because there are some people that are cold and they're hungry and they're tired and they're warm out but somebody has got to build a fire so that the prisoners can be warm oh hallelujah I feel something rising up in my spirit that the church has got to catch a hold of that we cannot quit under any circumstances we cannot allow the cold to overtake the lives of every prisoner that is bound in chains of darkness but somebody somebody has got to get up and say there's got to be a fire built there's got to be warmth because where there is a fire prisoners will gather around the fire that is built oh let's lift our hands to the Lord right now and magnify him hallelujah 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 let me tell you that the fire of the Holy Ghost is the answer for every prisoner. The fire that has been kindled by the people of God is the answer for this world. They don't need us to give up and to quit. They don't need us to lose heart. They don't need us to worry about ourselves right now. But let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. O Lord, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. The one thing that our world needs right now is a red hot apostolic church that has built a fire that has brung the sticks to the fire and said I'm going to make sure that you're warm again. Oh hallelujah. The church is the hope of the world. The church is the hope of every prisoner. Even the ones that don't know that they are imprisoned. The church is the hope of the world. The church that is a burning fire. That has a hold of the truth of the word of God. That knows how to touch God. That knows how to come together and to build a fire so that somebody's life will be changed. Hear me today. That God's church will go on. There is nothing that will stamp out the church. The church is going to grow and be more powerful powerful because there's going to be people like you and I that, that, that get it together and say you know what I may be cold and I may be wet and I may be weak and I may still be struggling with something but there's somebody else that doesn't have the strength to build a fire theirself so I'm going to find my way into a prayer room I'm going to make it to the house of God I'm going to march in and I'm going to start a fire because there's a prisoner somewhere that's been up all night uh, 
with worry. There's a prisoner somewhere that's addicted to something. There's a prisoner somewhere that's wrestling with life and with suicide, but there's a child of God that knows how to gather sticks, that knows how to go looking for something that'll burn and that will build a fire. Oh, let's love, lift our hands and love the Lord right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel a fire starting spirit in this place right now. I'm going to tell you what the answer is. Get yourself together and say it's time to build a fire. Get yourself together and say it's time to teach a Bible study. I may be cold and I may be wet and I may be tired. But I'm going to do what God has called me to do. was doing what he should have been doing and while he was bringing sticks to start a fire he got bit and that's where if we're not careful we can cave into this very scenario God, I was doing what I should have been doing. And you didn't keep me from getting bit. God, I was doing good things. I was building a fire for somebody. I was making sure the prisoners were taken care of. And I got bit anyhow. Lord, why did I get bit? That don't make no sense to me. But you know what Paul did? He just shook it off in the fire. I think that's where we are tonight. Oh, hallelujah. It's, it's high time for us to start shaking some junk off. Can't do anything about it now. Can't change it. There's nothing I can do to reverse it. But I got one thing for you. You just got to shake it off in the fire and go about doing what you were doing before. I don't have to change the game plan. I don't have to switch things up. I'm going to shake it off and I'm going to be, I'm going to go find more sticks. I'm going to shake it off in the fire and I'm going to go keep doing what I've been doing before. I will not let it stop me. I will not feel sorry for myself. I will not look to try to better myself but I'm going to shake it off and I'm going to teach again I'm going to shake it off and keep worshiping I'm going to shake it off and keep doing everything that I've got to do I wonder if you'd stand to your feet with me right now and lift your hands to the Lord and just begin to lift your voice to him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're going to shake some things off in the fire. We're going to shake some things off in the fire. In the name of Jesus. Hakaratala Bahaya Hasatala Baha 
in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's time to shake some junk off, folks. It's time to get rid of some things. I, I, I don't have the answer for everything, but let me tell you, I, I, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to shake it off and keep moving. We're going to shake it off and keep teaching. We're going to shake it off and keep believing for revival. We're going to shake it off and keep believing for harvest. We're going to shake it off and keep going deeper. We're going to shake it off and keep drawing closer to God. Hallelujah. Be seated. This captain comes and all of a sudden there's some folks that are sick. So what does Paul start doing? He starts laying hands on people. And guess what? People start getting healed. Well, if God is so powerful, why did he get bit? I don't know. But he started laying hands on people and they started getting healed. The power of God was flowing through him. You got to understand, this is, the, this is the, one of the climactic points of the book of Acts. A prisoner. Yeah. But the power of God still flowing through him. Even though he's a prisoner and he's been in a storm for a long time. And then he's shipwrecked. And then he starts building a fire, doing all his good deeds, what he should be doing in the middle of it. And he gets bit as a result of trying to do the right thing. Guess what? You're going to be doing the work of God, and you're going to get bit. You're going to be doing what you should be doing, and an unfortunate scenario is going to happen. But Paul shakes it off in the fire. There was one that lay sick of fever and of a bloody flux to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when he was done, others also which had diseases in the island came and were healed. Now this is the same Paul that we read in another book where he besought the Lord three times to remove the thorn in the flesh. The messenger of Satan that was there to buffet him and God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. He didn't let that get, get him down, but rather, he, he perhaps with his own problems, continued to lay hands on other people, and they got healed. I can't make sense of it all the time. I can't make sense of, of how God does and cho chooses to do things, why somebody can have an ailment, and they can lay their hands on somebody else, and them get healed. I don't know. I can't try to figure it out. All I can tell you is that no matter what you're dealing with or what you're going through, if you'll be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, if you'll be a conduit for his spirit, he will, he will flow through you. There will be miracles and signs and wonders that will flow through your hands. The gift of faith will operate through you even though you may be cold and you may be tired and you may be hungry and you may be distraught and you've been through something. Don't shut God off just because you've gone through difficulty. It may be at that point that people start coming to you and say, will you lay hands on me you've been through something will you lay hands on me you've built a fire for someone else and been bitten by a snake and you didn't die somebody lay hands on me somebody allow the Holy Ghost to operate through you
taking care of these prisoners. It just flows out of him to keep the fire going. But let me tell you, church, that there's got to come the time. We are there, and, and we, are, we are beginning this. We are in the, the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is going to help us. But let me tell you, there's some things we're just going to shake off in the Holy Ghost. Some things, I don't care what it is. Scenarios, situations, sickness, disappointment, whatever. Hallelujah, frustration. God's going to help us. We're just going to shake it off in the fire. And we're going to keep on doing what God has called us to do. The, 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 the strong east wind that came out of nowhere resulting in, in, in the storm that they were caught in uh, uh, was not contrary to the will of God. But Paul confessed during that storm, he said that, that the angel of God was there with me the God that I serve his angel was there and he spoke to me and he said nobody's gonna die you're only going to lose the ship and the angel of God was with him during that time and as he went through all of these things that, 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 that the natural mind cannot really figure out according to the will of God because our logical mind automatically goes to well God if you can, if you can heal the sick if you can deliver from unfortunate circumstances why can't you stop the shipwreck? Why couldn't you stop the strong east wind? How, why did it have to happen like this? I, I, I don't have all the answers for you. All I can tell you is that the man that wrote the majority of the New Testament went through some stuff. And when he was in the middle of difficult circumstances, we see what Paul was made of. And we see the power of God that flowed through him even though he faced unfortunate circumstances. I can't make sense of everything I'm not going to claim to but all I'm going to tell you tonight is that the fire that is built by the people of God is the most important thing that we can do in a cold and a wet and a dark world this, this city has got to see a church that is not bound by the things that other people are bound by and that there is still a fire of the Holy Ghost and still revival that is happening and a hunger for the things of God in that while there are where there are unfortunate things happening and circumstances that are beyond my understanding, there's somebody gathering sticks. There's somebody saying the prisoners are cold. The prisoners have got to be warm. So I'm going to get myself up. I'm going to get my shoes on my feet. I'm going to get something to eat. And I'm going to get make sure that the prisoners are taken care of. I'm going to make sure there's a fire still going. Let me tell you one thing that we cannot ever surrender is the fire of the Holy Ghost in this place. There's got to be something that gets a hold of every single one of us. That when it's cold and it's dark and it's damp that we attract to the fire. That we say I've got to get to the house of God because I've got to have a move of his spirit. I've got to get to the altar. I've got to get to the prayer meeting because I've got to get around the fire. I've got to get to the house of God because I've got to stay warm in a cold and a dark world. Hear me, there are prisoners. There are prisoners. There are prisoners in this city. There are prisoners that you know that are waiting to find somebody that's gathering sticks to take it to the fire. Hear me right 
right now. There are hungry people, people that are prisoner to their own lifestyle and prisoner to all types of things that need somebody just to step up and say, I know it's been cold. I know it's been lonely. I know it's been dark. I know we've been afraid. I know that there's been uncertainty, wondering if we're going to make it, but hear me, now that we made it to shore, now that we only lost the ship, it's time to build a fire. It's time to build a fire. It's time to make sure that the prisoners are warm. Let's lift our hands to the Lord again one more time tonight. Paul continually put in prison, continually put in chains for doing the will of God. He was just looking for opportunity for the flow of the Holy Ghost to come through him. I, I, I'm going to tell you that in the midst of an, an epidemic or a pandemic at this point, that there is a flow of the Holy Ghost that can come through us if we will give God the opportunity. This has not stopped God. God is not out of business right now. He's not shut down until further notice. There's a flow of the Holy Ghost in Bible studies. There's a flow of the Holy Ghost in home groups and in ministry one-on-one. Let me tell you that there's healings and there's and there's miracles and there's the power of God that can move through us during this time. Hear me right now. We've just got to shake it off in the fire and keep on ongoing. I know we feel like we might have got bid, but but let me tell you tonight the word of the Lord. It's time to just shake it off and keep on going even though it feels like somebody's got their eyes on you and they're watching you. This is what happened. The prisoners look at me and said, this guy's cursed. Something's wrong with him. He got bit. But what's going to happen is those that are watching you are going to see that what was supposed to kill your morale and kill your faith it's not going to kill your faith. It's not going to kill your passion. It's not going to kill your desire to be used of God and their and their minds are going to change. They're going to look at you different when you come through something that should have altered your state of mind but you shook it off in the fire and you kept on building. You shook it off in the fire and you kept on teaching. You shook it off in the fire and you kept on doing what God called you to do. Let's stand to our feet right now. Lift your hands to the Lord all over the room. Hallelujah. Lift your voice to him. Lord, we're going to shake it off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you brought us through. Lord, we made it. Hallelujah. Your hand has been upon us. In the name of Jesus. We're going to shake it off in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 
In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, you ought to speak to discouragement right now and just say, I shake you off in the name of Jesus. You ought to speak to fear right now and say, I shake you off in the name of Jesus. I've got work to do in the kingdom. There are prisoners that are cold and they're and they're damp and they're lonely and they need somebody to shake it off. Hallelujah. Oh, I wonder somebody just lift your voice to the Lord right now. I'm done preaching. I wonder somebody would just activate your faith however you feel like doing it right now. I need somebody to oh, just obey what you feel in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we're going to shake it off in the fire. We're going to shake it off in the fire. It's not going to kill us. It's not going to destroy us. We're going to make it and we're going to keep on building a fire. We're going to make it and we're going to keep on caring for the prisoners. We're going to shake it off and see God do something. Lift your hands all over the room right now to the Lord and lift your voice with a shout unto God in this place. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, in Jesus' name. That viper has got to be shaken off in the fire. In Jesus' name, it's not going to kill me. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to die, but I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to keep on.
Shake it off uh, and keep on going. We're going to shake it off uh, and keep on going. Uh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. This peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. No, this peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. This peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. This peace that I have, the world didn't give it to me. Oh, this peace that I have. I feel the victory of the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Jesus. Why don't we just lift our hands and thank the Lord for his spirit that we feel in this place right now. Hallelujah for the victory of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He karata la la mando rosso tololo boku ye ala bahata. He karaba bahasat. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He sata la la mando roku yala la bahaya. Oh, hallelujah.
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. God is going to take us to greater heights and deeper depths in the Holy Ghost. And I'm excited about it. There's work to be done. There's revival that is here. There's a harvest that is here. I know we may feel like we have been temporarily slowed down and, and all a, a, a wrench thrown in everything. But God's plan is perfect. So we're going to shake it off and keep doing what we know we need to do. There's going to be people that get healed. There's going to be people that get converted. There's going to be harvest. There's going to be people getting the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's going to be people coming to your Bible study and your small group in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Well, let's clap our hands to the Lord and give Him praise tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord's with us. God's going to go with us this week. Praise God. We're going to fast this week. Fast all those that, that you can participate. Let's fast this week. Let's prepare our hearts and minds for what God is going to do next weekend. Next weekend is going to be absolutely paramount. God is going to do tremendous, powerful things Amen. individually and corporately. Let's prepare for what the Lord is going to do this week. And uh, God is going to meet with us next Saturday. Uh, if you can be here at 530 for prayer, that's, that's up to you. Uh, but Brother Wright will get the microphone at 6 o'clock. And um, as, as in good a shape as we are in, we'll, we'll determine how fast he can go deep. So if our hearts are prepared, then he can get right where the Lord wants him to go to as quickly as possible. And uh, so let's prepare our minds and our hearts and our spirit for what the Lord's going to do. Praise God. God bless you tonight. You can